Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is WTBR 89.7 FM, Pittsfield's Community Radio, and you're listening to Stuff, a show about tips, hints, hacks, a joke or two. Listen in every Thursday morning. Here we go. I'm wondering, does, are we on? Are we on? Are we on? Are we, no, wait a minute. Are we on? What mic are you on? I'm on number one. No, I'm on number three. Thank you very much. Am I on? <laughs> uh, we're supposed to do the tap thing. The tap, but mine doesn't tap because I have that big thing over them. You know, the tap when you go, are we on? And, they, and there's oh. a tap. That. That thing. Yeah, okay. That thing. Okay. To make sure we're on. Well, if we're on, that's good. If we're not, well, we're entertaining each other today. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? I'm good. I got a lot accomplished yesterday. Really? All oh, that raised, makes you feel so good. Yeah. I got all my gardening stuff off the deck, you know, because I grow stuff on the deck. And I I got this <gasps> power surge. I brought I my plants up, in. No way. Yesterday? Yes. We were on the same track. We're Ooh. always on the same track, even when we're not together. That's scary. That is scary. <laughs> There's got to be something. I wonder if we ever did our history, if we go back in history and find out that we're related somehow. Well, we kind of are. But Isn't everybody? Yeah, we are, yeah, we all are. Okay, all, yeah. I thought you meant like a past life or something. No, 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 no. That's fascinating. No, I like like we had an uncle that you know was a crop crop share. I don't, I don't know. I was thinking crop duster or caveman. <laughs> yeah, because we are. Yeah, so you had a productive day too. I did. I got all my plants inside, and they, I think they'll live. I hope so. Well, it started getting really chilly out, and I didn't realize it until then. And it was like, oh, I'd better start taking care of these. So now they're in the house providing oxygen for you. Well, they're in the house, but I don't know exactly where to put them anymore. That's hard. Yeah. That is hard because you're so used to not having them, and maybe you've taken up their space with something Mm -hmm, else, mm -hmm. and now you have to bring them in. Mm -hmm. I didn't bring any in. I got rid of all the stuff that was dead, and here we go. I feel like we need a a da 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 I'm a potato farmer. I grew potatoes. I dumped my potatoes out and the bucket. And there they were. My sister with a doll. She videoed it. And I, it was like Christmas morning for me. And I know for some of you out there, you're thinking, oh, for heaven's sakes, you know, I grow a whole crop of potatoes. But see, this was my first time. And I got a Oh, wait, your first time is always special. And yes. <laughs> and we ate them last night. How many did you get? And about 12. Ooh, <laughs> out of one plant? Out of one potato. Wow. Yeah. It was so exciting. I can't even tell you. And I have winter squash coming. I have cucumbers still, and I have a whole bunch of tomatoes that are going to ripen. And just so, I just get so excited. Farmer Lynn. Farmer Lynn. <laughs> don't know. Got my friends in Tennessee who are so excited about this. They love it. I can't wait for them to see the video. Oh, I, I yeah. <clears throat> So I was Excuse productive. Me. So remember my story about Dunkin' Donuts where I went up and inside yes. and they wouldn't wait on me because they said you have to go through the drive-thru. So yep. I knocked on the window mm-hmm. and... They said, you can't, you can't order here because you have to drive through with your car. And I said, my car's over there getting gassed up. And she said, well, I'll make an exception. And she said, sorry, we're short-staffed. And there were three people in there doing nothing. And, uh-huh. and so I did talk to the, um, the franchise Ooh. owner, called me. And we got that all straightened out. And 
And she said, it's hard to find workers. It is. Yeah. A lot of places are saying that. But I said to her, you have the workers. There were three of they them were there. They were there. And they weren't doing anything at all. And she yeah. said, well, sometimes the workers don't want to work. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they just want to get paid. That's not really our problem. Yeah. So it was, it, was, it was pretty funny. She actually laughed. She thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. Wow. So, that's the, uh, that, so I just want to say... That in defense of Dunkin' Donuts, they did contact me, and I thought that was great. I thought that was great. You, you, you were a Karen. I was a Karen. Let me speak to your manager. Who Karen? Who's Karen? <laughs> Who, you have a friend named Karen? No. Haven't you ever seen that theme about white middle-aged women called Karens? No. Am oh. I a Karen? No, no, you're, you're not. No. Well, I didn't speak to the manager. I called the headquarters. <laughs> I called their corporate office. You are a said, super Karen. <laughs> Let me speak to your CFO or your CPO or your CIO or your CIA. I want I them all. I love it. She's Put a white middle-aged woman with blonde hair talking to the manager. Oh, I love it. I love it. Am I middle-aged? I think I'm past middle-aged. When you think about it, really, middle-aged can be about 35 or 40. Or ninety or two or uh, well, really. When you're I, you know, I'm, out, I'm not judging you're anymore. it out, really. When you think about it, and you people out there that are forty, middle age, got any gray hair? <laughs> All, right, All right, true or false? True or false? Yes. Mm -hmm. This is a little different. Is it difficult? No. Oh. I have two things. One is true, and one, of course, is not. And they're. Okay. The Spanish national anthem has no words. That's one. And the second one, dead people cannot get goosebumps. <laughs> one of Come those on. is true and one of those is false. <laughs> so it's either one of these where you go, "Come on, no way," or it's like, "What?" <laughs> Get out! So it's going to be one of those two. Yep. It's going to be in the way. <laughs> Speaking of dead people. Oh, boy. Do you know that there's a disease that makes you believe that you're dead? Seriously. Most of us realize that zombies are the stuff of, like, science fiction. Uh-huh. But those who have this disease called Cotard's Delusion or Cotards, okay. C-O-T-A-R-D, mm -hmm. are convinced that they are dead <gasps> and that they're rotting, oh. or at least that they're losing their body parts. Oh. They eat. They often refuse to eat. They won't bathe because they're worried. They don't have a digestive system to handle the food. They're worried about that. <gasps> they're worried about bathing. They're worried that if they bathe, it'll wash away their fragile body this parts. This is real. C-O-T-A-R-D. How would you pronounce that? Cotards? Cotard. Research has suggested that cotards is caused by a failure in areas of the brain that recognize emotions, leading to feelings of detachment. Oh, that's a bad word for that. Yeah. So there's good <laughs> news here. Yeah. There's medication. They put the lime in the coconut and they get all up. What kind of medication? I don't know, do but... There's wow. medication for that. Is that, that I've never heard of I haven't of either. Never. I hope I don't ever. If I wanted to think I was dead, I wanted to see if I could walk through walls. Yes, I think 
So that make, would probably wake me up. <laughs> You'd wow. probably lose a limb. How many people suffer from that, I wonder? Don't know. If you want to look it up. Cotards, 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 cotards. Delusion. Yeah. It delusion. certainly is. That's really hard because counseling wouldn't help if it's a brain. It's a, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a faulty brain. wonder if you could hypnotize them. You are alive. Maybe. Yes. Wow. I will prick you with this pen. And you shall bleed. <laughs> you will know. <laughs> Ooh, well, what I have is from bestlife.org, and it's a random thing of interesting facts you probably didn't know. I love know. that website. I do. The first person convicted of speeding was going eight miles per hour. <laughs> Wait. On what? <laughs> On a... <laughs> According to Guinness World Records, Walter Arnold of the English village of Paddock Wood, Kent, on January 28, 1896, Arnold was spotted going four times the speed <laughs> limit in his 19th century bends. But since the speed limit at the time was just two miles per hour, that many was not going too fast by today's standards. And the constable had to chase him down on his bicycle <laughs> to issue the ticket. <laughs> what a visual. <laughs> and you could do the poor guy, the constable. He finally stops him and he's like, okay, okay. <laughs> Four miles an hour. <laughs> oh, so the information that I'm sharing today is actually from Reader's Digest online, readersdigest.com. That's a great site. And it's um, real world diseases. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh-huh. That's where that's where we were. That's where we were. Okay. So there's a disease that causes you to speak with a foreign accent. Oh, I've heard of that and I wished it would happen, but it doesn't. I know somebody. Really? Not as a friend. I I, I won't say where, but I've met her in business. Uh-huh. Um, and not real estate business. I mean out out and about. Okay. And she does speak with an English accent. Because she ended up getting some illness, something happened, and she recovered, and she speaks with this English accent. Is so, it Cockney or no? Oh, uh, uh, Cockney would be, yeah, no. It's more of a, of a, of a, the, the more uh, like king and queen type oh. of, oh, let me see if I can, I, I don't really know how to do English. <laughs> Except I can say, oh, say hello to the queen. That's all of I can course, do. and it goes up into the nose. Uh, yes, up, yes. <laughs> so this says, sufferers of foreign accent syndrome. Makes sense. Randomly wake up one day and begin speaking with a foreign accent. This condition is so rare, only 60 cases exist. Wow. So that makes you wonder, doesn't it? It kind of does. Who's speaking... Who's I suppose faking? I suppose I could go around doing something like that. Yes, but then, you could. Who knows? Somebody might trip me up on it. This is right. <laughs> so there's my thing. Who's faking? This person that I know. Do you think? They? Well, that's kind of the consensus. Ah. Uh, doctors originally thought the patients were delusional, but in 2002, 
scientists at Oxford University discovered that sufferers shared similar brain abnormalities well, there that you go. caused changes to their speech pitch and syllables. The syndrome can also be brought on by a head injury or a stroke. So out of these 60 cases, you've got the head injury, the stroke, the going to bed and waking up with it. I didn't always have this deeper voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. If you could choose an accent, uh -huh. which one would you like? Probably, well, it'd be a toss-up between an Indian from India or, or an Irish. Okay. What about you? It would be a toss-up between French and Italian. Oh, French is sexy. Yes. And I think Italian's really pretty. I think Italian is kind of... Oh, you do? Yeah, for some Madonna reason. Madonna me! Yeah. That's I did more Russian than it did Italian. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Few odors are as pleasing as a new car smell. Oh, best smell. But while the scent may be strangely satisfying, the fact is that it's pretty much just a combination of 50-plus chemicals known as volatile organic compounds that are released into the car and decay quickly over time. The concentrations found in a typical new car aren't dangerous, but make up much of that new car smell are found in nail polish, auto fuel, and petroleum. Huh. Huh. So if you can't figure out a scent, just put them all together. <laughs> put them all together. Mix them together and yeah. get new car smell. Yeah. Now, is new car smell a good smell or yeah. is it psychological? It's both. That you have this new car. Because everybody's thrilled. And you associate oh. the smell. Yes. yes. So it could be any smell. It could be wet socks. It could be, it could be stinky feet. And then your brain would just say, that's a good smell. Mine just shut off. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever smelled something really really bad that it yes actually, yeah i got sick by smelling something very yes. very bad a yes. chemical no it's just uh maybe I'm, somebody left something in the refrigerator oh too that long. kind of thing <gasps> i once had a house that i listed and the the person had passed and and the house had been just a bit just just um empty empty yeah and for a while and I and I went in and I made the mistake of opening the refrigerator. Oh, oh, oh. my goodness! It was like getting hit with it. Yeah. And I closed it fast. Uh -huh. Boy, did that! It lingers. It lingered. That refrigerator was bad. Wow. Yeah. The smell that came. That wouldn't be good for a new car smell. No. I don't even think your brain would adjust. To, I don't want to wanna open refrigerators lately. So. Yeah. You don't. I just think of that and it's like. Oh, not well. Just keep your refrigerator clean. See, I, I, I don't use my refrigerator. That's my <laughs> husband's purview. Okay. I have a freezer. You have the freezer, which is all your microwavable food. That's right. That, so the refrigerator, but you must have something in there that you eat. Not very much. <laughs> do you eat eggs? I do, but eggs don't go in the fridge. Where do they go? On the counter. I never put eggs in the fridge. How long do you leave them there? Not very long because they get eaten up. Okay. Because really, when you think about it, you're right. They're in the chicken coop, mm -hmm. and they sit there, mm -hmm. 
I keep, I keep mine in the refrigerator, but I don't use them oh. up right away. Oh, okay, okay. I don't okay. use them up right away. I love eggs, though. Eggs are good. What you got? I have a disease that makes you allergic to water. No, I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. Thanks for the I, clarification. I, <laughs> so, so most of us take showers and we swim in pools, and we don't even sure. think about it, right? Yeah. So, but this is called aquagenic uticaria. Okay. And it's casual contact with water causes them to break out in hives. Even like in a shower or something? Well, it says, well, first of all, you'll, this is good news. Okay. Only 30 people have been diagnosed with this, according to CNN News. Has anybody seen it? Uh, I would imagine that they have seen it. Okay. They've been diagnosed, and they're women. Most oh, of, no. Most are women. Much remains unknown about this strange condition, including how to cure it. Can they drink water? Well, I don't think so. Oh, my god! It says sufferers often bathe in baking soda, and they cover their bodies with creams in order to cope, according to the National Institutes of Health. So now I'm not sure if it's drinking or if it's topical. Wow. Um, Uticaria. I wonder what that means. I wonder if that means topical. But only 30 people. They have. They would. I should die. Dehydration and yeah. So it, or if water is it only water and not other liquids? It just says water. Huh. Now that's or, new. Or I wonder if it's anything that has. I mean, but ev you everything so you drink has water in water it. in it. Yeah. Except maybe orange juice, unless it's concentrated, and then you, then they add water. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have that. I found out why food tastes terrible on an airplane. <laughs> Was there ever any doubt? It's horrible. But the reason is so good. The elevation in an airplane can have a detrimental effect on our ability to taste things. According to a 2010 study conducted by Germany's Fraunhofer Institute for Bidding Physics, the dryness experienced at a high elevation as well as low pressure reduces the sensitivity of your taste buds by about 30%. Yeah. Add mm. that dry cabin air, and your ability is reduced further. I'll be darned. So it's still really good food, but you can't tell. So do you remember flying and actually getting a meal? Yes. I do, too. Years ago. Years ago. <laughs> now they give you peanuts. Yes. <laughs> Peanuts, pretzels, anything dry. Ugh. Just what you need when you're yeah. up there in the plane. But, but they I do liked, give you a drink. I liked the airplane food many, many, many years ago. That was I, good, yeah. I also liked school cafeteria food. I, I, I Probably from that. the 70s as far back as I uh, remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, so I wanted to say that things that happen in the cabin... The air pre they they pressurize the plane. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do they depressurize? What they pressurize or depressurize? Um, let's see. So it changes things, and I can tell you that if you have asthma <gasps> and you're on a plane oh. and you are having a difficult time breathing, and you're using your inhaler uh -huh. and it's not working, <gasps> it's because you've got that little canister 
in that inhaler, uh -huh. and I think something happens to the pressure inside the canister oh. that's supposed to help deliver the medication. How do you get around that? You suffer. <gasps> I, I've been there. Oh I got off gosh. the plane, went right to the hospital. I was a mess. And I think, now I, I don't, I've never looked this up, or, but I think, hmm, hmm. It's like things that make you go, yeah, huh. Yeah. Is it because of the pressure? It must be. In the plane? Whether it's so reduced or not, yeah. If that has to do with the whole eating thing, too. But when I fly and I eat, sometimes you can get a granola bar uh -huh. or you get cookies. Mm -hmm. I don't notice that they don't taste good. <laughs> but is it because I'm really Do hungry? they really have a taste? <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten some of those granola that's bars. That's true. Oh, that's true. You win. All righty, then. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know that there's a disease that can turn your urine purple? <gasps> it could be pretty, but no. <laughs> Vincent van Gogh and the mad King George III of England have one unusual thing in common. Or did. <laughs> or did. <laughs> Both men's wild mood swings have been attributed by some theorists as porphyria. Huh. A rare disease in which the body fails to produce hem, which is a hem? protein that helps carry oxygen. Oh. Substances called... No wonder they were mad. Porphyrins <laughs> build up to toxic levels in the liver. Oh. There's going to be a quiz. Okay. And when released, turn the color of urine and feces... Ooh. I didn't know that before I started to read this. Pur purple. <laughs> purple. Detractors of the theory prefer to attribute the wild mood swings to mental health conditions, such as bipolar disorder. In the case of Van Gogh, who spent a good deal of his adult life hospitalized. Wow. I didn't think know he was that. painting while he was hospitalized. I would hope so. I would. There was no mention of purple urine in his doctor's report or in his prolific and intimate letters to his brother, whose name was Theo. Yay! So we don't really know about this. This is some... I would say this mystery. is a okay. mystery. Okay. okay. But I do think it would be interesting to find out if Vincent van Gogh painted anything in the hospital, and I wonder if those paintings are more valuable. And was because he, he was hospitalized? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. This is the one he, and or or did he use the purple urine as paint? Oh, no. oh geez. <laughs> geez, geez, geez. We won't go there. Let's Thanks move. a lot. Thanks <laughs> let's, a lot. Let's move on. <laughs> Do you know what the M's stand for in M&M's? No. They actually stand for Mars and Murray. That would be Forrest Mars and Bruce Murray the two businessmen who created the candy-coated chocolates. The two actually had a very contentious relationship. As Mars leveraged Murray out of his 20% share in the company in 1949, years before M&M's would become the best-selling candy in the U.S., paying him just $1 million for a share of business that would quickly be worth Billions. Billions and billions. I love M&M's. I love M&M's. Poor Murray. Poor Murray. <laughs> Did you ever see the M&M commercial where they, they talk about, you know, don't eat me, 
and you know the whole thing we're in, oh. in the commercial and it's just really sad oh no it's, i don't know what one there's just some of those commercials where there it's obvious that they're going to get eaten <gasps> and it's just <laughs> that's that's evil what's your favorite one? Oh, chocolate but do you like the ones with peanuts or almonds? Oh, I do have. Or, I don't care for almonds at all. But okay. So the peanuts ones is pretty good. But I'd rather have just the plain. I would, too. I'd rather have the plain. Now, do you think that the red coating and the blue coating or whatever the color coatings are are different flavors? I used to. In fact, that's one of the reasons I would separate them into <laughs> different piles. <laughs> I want to eat the red ones first and then the blue ones. <laughs> And they're not. They're exactly they're the exactly same. exactly the same. Such a disappointment. But they're yummy. You're making me want one. <laughs> I'm going to buy some on the way home. Yes. You know what else you could do? What? You could eat paint or you could eat dirt because there's a disease that causes you to crave eating paint and eating dirt. Dirt I can hear. Yeah, but paint. Yeah. Yep. Like the magpie um, in Latin, it's called pecav. Pie cave. Pecav. Pecav. A magpie. Okay. A bird known to eat almost anything. People with pica syndrome or pica, P-I-C-A, are not picky eaters. They're sufferers that crave and ingest unappetizing items, including oh, paint, my. clay, chalk, soap, plaster, and oh. dirt, oh. as well as more edible raw goods like rice or flour. To be diagnosed with pica, cravings must be continuous for over a month. Symptoms are seen most commonly in pregnant women or children. <laughs> Some suspect the syndrome is caused by a mineral deficiency, mm. but experts do not agree on the cause or the cure. What an aftertaste. Oh, gosh. I chalk? cannot imagine. Chalk? Yeah. Chalk? See, to me, milk tastes like sour chalk. Yeah, I don't like milk. No. But <gasps> that's chalk. so weird. Just get a chalk and, oh, ooh, ooh. So if you had to eat uh -huh. paint, clay, chalk, soap, plaster, or dirt, which one would you choose? Dirt. I would choose dirt. <laughs> soap? <laughs> we used to punish people with the, the soap. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, yeah. The deepest levels of our oceans are some of the least explored areas of the planet. Because of the extreme pressure, cold and dark at these depths, only the very strangest of creatures can survive there. These include giant tube worms, vampire squids, goblin sharks, and viperfish with teeth so long they can't close their mouths. Perhaps the strangest, though, is the barrel eye, a large fish with a completely transparent head. Oh, I just was transported. <laughs> I love stuff about the ocean like that because it's a whole other world yes. out there underneath the surface of that water yep. that we don't know a lot about and can't get to and survives all by itself yep. with no help from us mm -hmm. and that's cool yeah there's a show called drain the oceans yeah it's on oh, i forgot what channel and they actually have a way that they Go and they they send little drone those little drone things down in there. Uh -huh. I just saw it a couple weeks ago and showed how 
that there's different fish down there and how it's just black because no no colors can get down there. I think the last color to disappear God. is red, maybe. Really? Um, yeah, I think that's so cool. Wow. I wish that that story you just told went on and on. <laughs> I love that. Ooh. And I put my special voice with you it, too. did. It was really good. <laughs> do, you right. ever, do, do you ever wonder when, you know, we're going to shrink? <laughs> yeah, I'm already starting, I think. So there's a disease that makes you feel like you're shrinking. Oh. You can probably guess why this condition is named after Lewis Carroll's famous book, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Try me. Those with Alice in Wonderland syndrome, that's what it's called, mm -hmm. feel themselves rapidly shrinking or expanding and often believe objects appear smaller than they actually are. According to the Oxford Handbook of Clinical Medicine, research has linked the condition to migraine headaches. Oh. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally, Lewis Carroll himself suffered from severe migraines. Some believe his condition may have inspired many of the scenes in La Book. That would make sense. Yeah. And before we shrink much further, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. Support for WTBR comes from Sandrini Enterprises, providing awnings and canopies in western Massachusetts. Retractable awnings, retractable screens, gutter and gutter protection systems, commercial awnings, and screen rooms. Customized solutions available online at sandrini.com. UCP of Western Massachusetts is hiring. If you'd like to help people with different abilities lead independent lives, apply at ucpwma.org jobs. We need direct and living caregivers. Join the agency who's reimagining independence. Support for WTBR comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union, proud to support high school arts and sports programs to help our community thrive. Greylock Federal, with locations throughout the Berkshires and online at greylock.org. And from BeFair. BeFair is one of the largest premier human service agencies in Berkshire County. If you're looking for services for a loved one or are interested in caring for the people we support, visit BeFair.org today for available opportunities. Support for WTBR comes from Berkshire Community College. BCC offers more opportunity and less student debt, with small class sizes and more than 50 academic programs to choose from. Fall classes begin on September 7th. Apply today at berkshirecc.edu. And from County Ambulance, providing quality, professional, efficient medical care and medical transportation services to the citizens of Berkshire County. Online at countyamb.com. Really? He's got a good voice. Oh, I put the wrong button on. There you go. Bob has a good voice. Bob has a great voice. He does. He has a good voice. So all the calls that we just had, we, you know, answering the question that I had that I never <laughs> asked, should I continue on with the diseases or should I move on to something else? And it was diseases, diseases. So thank you so much for those of you that did call and for those of you that didn't. 445-4234. Four. <laughs> and if you'd like to email us here at WTBR 89.7 Stuffing FM, for us at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. We love your ideas. We love your your comments. We just we just love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> we just love it. <laughs> so you are going to talk to us again about is this true or false? Now okay. There's The Spanish, I, my brain, wait a minute, huh, I got to get my papers all 
chicks around here now because the, the uh, national anthem does not have is, words there you go oh, thank you you're welcome see i pay attention <laughs> and 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 dead people cannot get goosebumps so, is that true or false no words anthem which i don't really get and dead people with the goosebumps if that's true i'm telling you i am just gonna research the heck out of that because <laughs> that creeps me out Okay. Um, that creeps me out. So I had I had something funny to, to share. I found some funny things um, before we go on with diseases. Okay. Captain Crunch. Yes. Did you ever eat that cereal? Yeah. Isn't it? It's good. It is good. I haven't had it since I was a kid. But uh oh, are you gonna ruin it? No, 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 no. No. Okay. I'm not okay. gonna ruin Captain Crunch. But I do remember Captain Crunch being so crunchy that it would scrape the roof of my mouth sometimes. It would. Yeah. 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 So you so, gotta drink something with it. Yeah. But if you left it in the bowl too long. Ooh, Nope. Yeah, soggy, soggy. soggy, so there's that, mm -hmm. there's that. In between, Captain Crunch's full name is Horatio Magellan Crunch. That's his name. Okay. So next time you eat your Captain Crunch. HMC. HMC. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't ruin it for you. <laughs> oh, this is, this is something that's going to get you. You already know that Abraham Lincoln was shot and killed by John Wilkes Booth while watching a performance at Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. on April 14, 1865. But what you might not have been aware of is that the president had a bodyguard named John Frederick Parker with him on that fateful night. And this is according to the Smithsonian Magazine. Unfortunately, Parker was a police officer with less than stellar reputation. After arriving three hours late for his shift, the officer left his post protecting the president to get a drink at the Star Saloon next door to the theater. It was during this time that Booth entered the box and shot Lincoln. <gasps> Ooh, Ooh. That's something that I've never heard. That mm, was a first for me, too. So I wonder what happened to him. Oh, I at the very will least, have to do some he research. Lost his job. At the very least. At the very least. Oh my gosh. And this was according to the Smithsonian magazine. So yeah, that's pretty reputable. Yeah. Yeah. So remember the time that we were doing our show and I decided to sing a song. And you sang it too loud? Yes. Yes. So and you hurt my ears. I did. <laughs> I'm still mm -hmm. so sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's a disease that plays loud, exploding sounds in your head. So I could have just blamed. Oh, my <laughs> word. Just said, well, you have the disease. So you know what it's called? What? Exploding head syndrome. <laughs> so... <laughs> not what I would have connected it with. So people who experience exploding head syndrome claim to hear extremely loud so sounds like gunfire or cymbals or dream on, <laughs> dream on. That I would be in an insane asylum. Um, as they fall asleep or wake up and no one else is around. So they... They can't even Is that kind of like waking up thinking you heard somebody call your name? Uh, I've had that happen. Is that not weird? Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. There's no consensus as to why this occurs, but it is believed to be a sleep disorder uh -huh. brought on by, we all have it, stress and, oh, gosh. and exhaustion. Although most sufferers will only hear the sound once or twice in their lifetimes, sometimes medication is necessary for those with reoccurring issues. And again, wow. we don't know what this 
medication is, but I'm trying to think. I bet sometime in my life I have heard a bang or, or something that I thought I heard. I'll bet, uh-huh. I'll bet, yeah. we, all, I bet we all do. I wish that voice would go away. <laughs> is, it, is it loud or is it soft? <laughs> Are you talking about me? <laughs> there goes my voice again. <laughs> now, I have something else about the ocean that you might like. Okay. Greenland sharks are known to be some of the oldest living animals in our world. Researchers did carbon dating on a Greenland shark that was caught in 2014 and found it to be around 392 years old. Further testing revealed that our fishy friends could be up to 500 years old, which would mean our geriatric friends would have been alive when Leonardo da Vinci painted the Mona Lisa. And they didn't even know him. Didn't even know it. Didn't even know what was happening. No. Because again, I'll say, there's a whole world under there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need us. Just goes right along. Greenland shark. I wonder if they're any thing. different than the other. Yeah. I wonder if they attack people. I, I don't want to know. I wonder what their <laughs> diet is. Well, Greenland, how many people are in the water in Greenland? Greenland's Not pretty very cold. many. Greenland's it's cold. cold. Isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. <gasps> there's a disease. You're not going to like this. Okay. That makes your hair turn white almost overnight. Huh. So, I actually like white hair. Uh-huh. So, I'd be okay. i got some. Yeah. I'd be okay with, with that. Uh-huh. Would you be okay with that? I like white. Yeah, I've been thinking about it, actually. White is close to, like, a platinum, platinum, platinum blonde. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's shiny, it's nice. Yeah. So, I wouldn't bother that. But if your hair... Abruptly turns white as a result of stress. Yes. Or bad news. Yes. You might suffer from canitis sabita. Sure. Also called Marie Antoinette syndrome. Oh my. Does that mean you're going to get beheaded? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's freaky. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this is so weird. So. This is so weird. Wait a minute. This is so, so weird. What? Because I just saw a picture in a book yesterday of Marie Antoinette's head with her eyes closed just after it had been chopped off. In a bucket? No. Ugh, on the it floor. was sitting on a pedestal. Oh, on a pedestal? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It was, oh, oh. oh. Yeah, John the Baptist. <laughs> I think about John the Baptist, too. It's on a platter. Oh, oh that's so, just so morbid oh, and God. so barbaric. Yeah, and we bring it to you fresh oh, gosh. on WTBR. Oh, gosh, yes. <laughs> so this is Queen Marie Antoinette of France mm-hmm. uh, because her hair reportedly turned white the night before her guillotine. Oh. So I would spell it guillotine. 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 No, there's an I-N-G on the end. I know. Guillotining. Yeah, okay. Her chopping. <laughs> Do you know what her last Gio- words were? Gio- <laughs> she said, how do you pronounce guillotine? <laughs> <laughs> she actually said, excuse me, because she tripped over somebody's foot. Really? Just before. She was going, she went under. She went under. The knife. But it's also <sighs> said to have affected the famous other figures like Barack Obama. 
and oh. Vladimir Putin. Putin. Wait a second. What? Barack Obama. He woke up with white hair. He's he's got whitish. But didn't that just happen because he was president? I would say so because talk about stress. Because it took four years. I mean, he didn't wake up with white hair. He was in office eight years. Eight years. That's that's right. Twice. Yep. So still, they unloaded this is, on him. This say you wake up with white hair. <sighs> that was a good snort. You have good <laughs> snorts. So a number of I I can snort. <laughs> you have to do the <laughs> all I do is breathe. <laughs> a number of factors could be to blame, including an autoimmune disease, or uh, that targets your mel your melatonin, uh -huh. your 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 melanin, your melatonin, your melatonin. <laughs> that stuff in there. <laughs> it's melanin, and it is your that makes pigment pigment production. Okay. So, I just don't know that your hair can turn white overnight, all of it. Streaking it, maybe? And, and because I color my hair, uh -huh. if it turned white, you it would, would know. <laughs> <laughs> the very edges, front edges of mine go white, but the rest of it is still, yeah, still kind of blonde. Hmm. All right, now, you may want to go to Sue. Saturn and Jupiter because you'd be very rich. Why? Because they're gas planets that produce a truly unique form of weather. Recently, scientists discovered that there is plenty of carbon in these atmospheres. When carbon soot gets hit by lightning, it hardens into graphite and falls downward, where the pressure of the atmosphere hardens it further until it becomes... A diamond. Storms on these planets may literally rain diamonds as big as a centimeter across. Wow. Can you imagine? That's just miraculous. That's amazing. That was fun. That just makes my brain go boom. <laughs> boom. Wouldn't I'm you love to go see get those that? Matters. Yeah. Wouldn't you love to see that? Yeah, I would bring them back. Oh, yeah. How? In your pockets? I don't know. I'd I mean, swallow you wouldn't them. need many, right? This really? full? You wouldn't need that money, right? That many for the money. But I'd want that many. Yeah, I guess you would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm greedy. So there is a disease, my dear, that causes you to remember every single day of your life. Oh my gosh. Ask someone what they were doing on this exact day eight years ago, and most people wouldn't have a clue. People with it's called hyperthymesa. Uh huh. Thymesia, however, can tell you exactly to the minute. <gasps> Hyperthymesia is rare. So far, there are 33 people who can recall every detail about every day of their lives, usually starting from a specific date in their youth. Because the condition is so uncommon, Experts do not yet have enough information to theorize a cause or a cure. Now, who's the actress that can do that? She I was don't on Taxi. <clears throat> she was on Taxi. She's got red hair. I could, I can see her. She can do this. You I can don't. Give her a I would date. Not, never want to know. Yeah, I don't know if she 
does it remembering something in her life or she can remember the date and the time of something historic that happened? Wow. Muriel Henner? Oh, that sounds familiar. Henner says... Henner? Mary... Mary Lou. Mary Lou Henner. We're good. (gasps) Wow. Mary Lou Henner. Jeez. Mm -hmm. This is fun. Napoleon Bonaparte, or Napoleon Bonaparte, was once one of the most powerful men in Europe, but he suffered an ignominious defeat at the hands or paws of rabbits. After a military victory, Napoleon's chief of staff organized a rabbit hunt to celebrate. Thousands of rabbits were brought to be set loose, but instead of hopping away, when the carriages were open, they turned to attack, swarming the partygoers. After trying and failing to shoo them away, the great Emperor Napoleon ran for the safety of his carriage. <laughs> that doesn't sound very good. Or the, it doesn't sound very good. Well, he's, can you imagine? You put thousands of any kind of animal together. They're not going to be docile. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. A rabbit you'd, see, you'd think would be, though. <laughs> really? Not these but ones. But, hey, I wonder if when Napoleon ran, he had his hand in his shirt. <laughs> I wonder if he did. <laughs> there is a disease that gives you a rash from your cell phone. Oh, Imagine getting a headache or breaking out in a rash anytime you step near a cell phone, Wi-Fi router, or any other device that emits an electromagnetic field. You wouldn't Believe- be able to go anywhere. No, 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 no. <laughs> Believe it or not, some people experience exactly that every day. Due to its controversial reputation in the medical community, electromagnetic hypersensitivity was not officially recognized by the World Health Organization until 2004. Experts argue that no link has been confirmed between electromagnetic fields and sufferers' unpleasant reactions. The true cause, however, is yet to be found. Now, I've heard people say that they make them sick. So... Mm -hmm. I think that in years to come, we're going to find out an awful lot about the dangers of cell phones. Yeah, but like they spending can't, too much time on them, for here, one thing. Here's your conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> they can't tell us now because it's a multi-million dollar, billion dollar. There you go. The government hid these facts. Business. <laughs> Hitler. Hitler, uh-oh. Had a flatulence problem. Mm-hmm. In 2012, Adolf Hitler's medical documents were being auctioned to the public by Alexander Historical Auctions. According to the files, the Telegraph reported, flatulence had become such a pervasive issue for Hitler that he had to regularly ingest 28 different drugs to keep it <laughs> under control. But some of the anti-gas pills he used contained a base of strychnine, a poison that caused further stomach and liver issues. They should have given him more. So that tells you how mad the man was. Yeah. That many drugs? He was talking out of his... (laughs) Beep! (laughs) Beep! And here on WTBR (laughs) 89.7 FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, we know when to... Beep! (laughs) 
Do you know that there is a disease that makes you literally feel other people's pain? Oh, I wouldn't like that. We all have mirror neurons in our brains, which is why we might cry when we see someone else's tears. Oh. But people with mirror touch synthesia uh-huh. are believed to have overactive mirror neurons, making their responses much more extreme. The condition causes people to literally feel the physical sensations when they watch another person being touched. Huh. Just seeing glasses on someone else's nose can make a sufferer react. By pushing them up? Just the feeling of the glasses, I guess? I don't know. That's very strange. That is strange. The whole thing is strange, but that part is really I'd strange. I'd hate to be near somebody having a baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like that's a whole especially other... if you're a guy. <laughs> Payback. Oh my gosh. No, 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 no. Okay, I have something no, about no, the ocean no, no. you might not like. Okay. There's a company that turns dead bodies into an ocean reef. Oh gosh. For those who romanticize a burial at sea, the company Eternal Reefs offers an innovative solution. It mixes the cremated remains of a person with concrete to create a pearl onto which loved ones can etch personal messages, handprints, or environmentally friendly mementos. The pearl is then encased in a reef ball that is dropped into the sea, where it provides a new habitat for fish and other sea life, helping encourage a vibrant ecosystem. Okay. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, when I go, I want to be cremated and put in a tree seed, <laughs> but a fish? Hmm. hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a tree seed? Yeah. Put, them in, put me in an urn. You mix me up the, with, with the seed, and, and you plant it. And, you, and, you, and a tree grows from your yeah. ashes. You've yeah. got to have some dirt there, too, right? Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's interesting. That's what I'd like. What if they end up having to cut down the tree? Oh, great. Thanks I'm a lot. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's not know, like it's if, a fruit tree or something, you know. What if it's a beautiful you know? tree and they need the wood? What oh, if, no, I'm going to go old and gnarled <laughs> and twisted. And, no. Okay. The disease that prevents you from feeling pain. Yes. That's dangerous. That's, that's dangerous, but I would love it. <laughs> but dangerous. You would be cut up. You would be bruised. You would, you would I'd be... I'd be careful. You, <laughs> but how would you know? Oh, geez. So, believe it or not, a small portion of the population would not feel a thing if you pinched, prodded, or poked them. They have what is called congenital analgesia. Analgesia. An inherited genetic mutation that prevents the body from sending pain signals to the brain. Wow. While this may sound like a Superman-worthy trait, it's not at all good, Beverly. <laughs> Sufferers may not realize that they're burning themselves, for example, or they may ignore and fail to treat infections or broken bones. Repeated injuries could also shorten the sufferer's lifespan well i would wish all those guys that had to get their legs amputated during the civil war had that disease 
Oh, so they wouldn't feel that pain. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I agree with you, but you you got to be careful if you've got that. Yeah, you gotta you gotta okay. kind of just lay in bed, I think, or you're gonna end up being planted as a tree. I have something that I hope is really true, and are not just fun on me. You can buy a flying bicycle. It sounds like something out of a sci-fi novel, but British inventors John Foden and Yannick Reed have come up with a bicycle that actually flies. The Explore Air Paravello is composed of a folding bicycle and a lightweight trailer that contains a biofuel-powered fan motor. The motor turns the fan, and with enough of a runway... It can reach up to 25 miles per hour in the air and 4,000 feet in altitude. Mm. When the inventors were unable to reach their funding goal, they decided to offer their inventive services through Bespoke Production, which I have no idea which that, what that is. I think it's a filming thing. But hover cars, come on. Yeah. They can do this. Hover cars. Sure. That'd be cool. Oh, I'd love it. I wonder if there'd be accidents in the air. Only Think about you, it. Yeah, well, I know. If people are going to watch go out for that tree, go crazy and hit each other. I wouldn't. How would you direct traffic in the air? If, but not everybody all at once will have a hover car. I don't want to know the rules. All right. <laughs> No rules here on WTBR 89.7 yeah. FM, which is what you're listening to right here every Thursday morning mm-hmm. at 8.30. Ketchup was sold in the 1830s as medicine. Really? Yes. Medicine. Is it C-A-P? No, no, but this is a question that somebody had yes. said they were going to answer. She did not send it to me. Ah, Shame. Um, she did not send it to me. She did tell me, and there is a there is an answer about the ketchup and the catsup. Catsup. And the answer had to do with the the producer of catsup, which one of them was Heinz. He did not want to fall into the same category as all the other catsup, so he changed the spelling to catch up with the K to separate himself from the others. I always thought people that said cots up were just a little too snobbish. Cots up, mm-hmm. like aunt. I say aunt. Aunt. I'm, I've got a cross because I'm from New York, but I've been down here for like 30 years. So it's like... Do you say aunt? Aunt. And I've always said aunt, and I not because I'm snobby. It's just the way it's my family just the way it is. Yeah. said... said Aunt. So ketchup was a medicine. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Spanish national anthem <clears throat> has no words or dead people cannot get goosebumps. Which one's true? Which one's false? I'm ashamed to say I don't know about the Spanish national anthem having no words, but I'm going to say it's the Spanish national anthem with no words. Do not freak me out. <laughs> It's actually true that it doesn't have any words. Oh, thank goodness. Marcha Real. They hum, they hum through the thing. Or they na, 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 through the whole music. So that's true. The Spanish national anthem has no words. So dead people cannot get goosebumps. It's false. Well, didn't you kind of think that? That means that good, dead people can get goosebumps. No. Yes. 
No. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Because the thing was, dead people cannot get goosebumps. That's not true. What? It's not true. Oh, my God. What? Goosebumps. <laughs> Listen to this. Goosebumps only appear where hair follicles are present. Tiny muscles below contract or flex, causing goosebumps. And it's usually caused by extreme cold or fear. During rigor mortis, muscles contract and cause the body to stiffen. Underneath the hair follicles, the muscles collapse. Ah, okay. That is acceptable to me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was picturing in the grave for a long time... (laughs) Getting goosebumps, like they say, fingernails and hair grows. And now I, I feel, I feel much better. <laughs> not so spooky. Not so spooky. See you next time. See you next time on WTBR eighty nine point seven FM. and opinions of this program are those of the hosts and not those of PCTV or WTBR.